Tell us more. Tell us more about circles. Yeah, what do you think about circles? <laughs> uh, he may he may not be able to say anything about circles. That may be statute of limitations. <laughs> statute of limitations. We had we had an incident back in ninety five. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pretty being born. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it is wild that like that Glenn Savory guy like. I've nev- never once heard of him. He must live like the most secluded life, just like studying books to be on jet. Well, if he's in the Air Force, dude, he probably does. If he's not like a pilot, he's either a pilot and is super smart and like just does that shit. Because when they're not flying, they're not doing anything, and you have to be super. You have to be a nerd to be a pilot. Mm. I that was just, like, that's like the one branch of the military I would love to be in is the Air Force. <laughs> I know it's probably like. Thinking back, like because I, I saw Top Gun, I saw Top Gun at a really young He's age. He's in the Navy, bro. I saw, uh, as Top I said, as I said, I saw Top Gun at a really young age, and I thought it was badass. Um, but I know how like much science and physics and stupid things you need to know yeah, to be. Top Gun's the Navy. Air Force pilots don't go on aircraft carriers. That never stopped me from thinking that he was still in the Air Force. <laughs> Um, I just want to address that this is the actual, I think this is the shower milk episode, because Dickie is just drinking a a quarter gallon of milk. We had the the theorized shower milk episode, now we're actually doing it. Yeah, this is the practical shower milk episode. And for our listeners, I happen to be naked in the shower right now. Yeah, (laughs) it's getting weird. And Duncan Um, definitely has. Wet milk farts. So yeah, we have we have all the we've hit all the uh, the covered all our all bases. Um, welcome to the Trolling Stone <laughs> podcast. Picture this: I'm a bag of dicks. Put me to your lips. Um, episode thirty-four. Happy Veterans Day! Happy Veterans Day! We have a very special guest. Um, I didn't come up with an intro, so I'm going to try to rattle this off off the top of my head. This man has 15 Warzone wins. Not a big deal at all. I don't remember what his KD is. Was run over by a tractor and and lived. Yes, run over by a tractor and lived. Um, he has had eight concussions. Seven. Seven concussions. Um... He got a five on his AP Gov test, well fully concussed. Shout out, Mr. Murphy, for letting me leave the room. Yes. Um, and may or may not have had the yips at some point in high school. Definitely Ooh. had the yips. In definitely high don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that. That falls into the category of embarrassing things Dickie yeah. once cut out. <laughs> he's not going to get in trouble for that one, but he's going to be uh, up late tonight being like, I can't believe they talked about that. <laughs> Um, my lifelong catcher in the least, uh, in, in a manner in which there is no double entendre, the one, the one balls, Richard Langell. Yeah. Thank you for your service, Dickie. Thank you for your service. Doing my thing. I'm going to, I think every, every 10 minutes, I'm going to say thank you for your service. Yeah. Yeah. Make so sure you to... just keep an eye on the timer of our yeah, call. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, no worries, guys. You're paying for it. You're paying for my service. So. <laughs> That's very true. 
Uh, you guys are also, uh, if you live in the state of Massachusetts, you're also paying uh, my salary. So thanks, everyone. <laughs> yeah, Thank no. If bucks, you're paying my salary. There you go. So hey. we're all getting paid. That's what that means. We, no deadbeats here. No. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Iffy on that one. You're definitely dead. He's fucking. Um, <laughs> uh, I take that back. You're uh, a, d- a dirt bag. Um, <laughs> Scumbag, some might yes. say. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, depending on what region of the country you're from, yeah. you're either yeah, dirt yeah. bag or dirt bag. Um, well, this is the Veterans Day podcast, so we wanted to have um, a... Our favorite veteran. Our, our favorite vet. Um, no, it's not my uncle. It's Richard. Uh, so, um, Dickie Kin, you, if you have the liberty to, and again, editing can be applied, close your legs. Uh, can you describe to us what your position in the armed forces, uh, you're the, uh, what are you guys again? Like the rebel Alliance or something? What do you yeah. do? Uh, so I'm a second lieutenant, United States Marine Corps. I'm an 0602 communications officer. Um, I just deal with like radios and all communications equipment, internet stuff. Um, about to graduate comm school. It's a super long school. Um, but I'll have a platoon in San Diego of nice. Comrades. So yeah. I just want to cut in and say that Dickie vastly undersells his, oh like, what he actually does. Because every once in a while, like, we'll be playing Xbox or something, and he'll, like, just rattle off something about, like, communications or, like, the internet or something. And or I'll be something like, that seems the fuck very... do you know that? <laughs> or something, he says something, he's like, yeah, we were doing this today, and it <clears throat> seems, like, very, like, life-changing. <laughs> like, he's... He's doing things that, like, you hear about on the news, and you're like, wow, like, this is, something could happen here. And hey, It's just another day in the core, man. Another yeah. day in God's core. And Dickie's, like, you know, he's he's got his finger up his nose while he's doing <laughs> these very, like, like again, like, life-changing things. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know, like, um, I just, I'm finishing, like, uh, like the baseline schools to be a Marine Corps officer. So I went to OCS uh, 2019, September to November 2019. Um, that's basically just where they uh, screen and evaluate, I think is what they say, uh, if you have the potential to be a Marine Corps officer. Um, it's different than boot camp in that. And boot camp, once you get there, like you're a, you're not a Marine yet, but like you're either going to graduate boot camp or you're just going to stay at Paris Island or San Diego until you get out. Uh, officer candidate school, they can just drop you if you're not like, if you don't meet the standard, they'll just drop you. So yeah. it's not as hard for all my enlisted Marines that may listen to this. It's not mm-hmm. as hard as boot camp physically. Um, but there's like a different pressure of like, if you're not meeting the standard, like they'll just cut you and you got to go back home and be a civilian again. Uh, after that, you go to the basic school. It's a six month course on how to be a basic rifle platoon commander in the Marine Corps. And that's where I do, or I did a lot of the like cool shit that you were talking about. Shoot a lot of guns, machine guns, rocket launchers, grenade launchers, flying helicopters, spend days and weeks, uh, in the field in the hills of Quantico running around with your platoon doing cool shit. Uh, but now I'm at comm school. Uh, where I learned to enable command and control of Marine units for, uh, you know, Marine commanders. So it's really not that cool. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it um, was really cool because you were saying all of this, and I'm watching Doctor Disrespect stream right now, and it's him like sh- killing people, and I'm like, like there, it was like a voiceover of like a high like you can tell me all of the same things while over like Call of Duty gameplay, and I, it it would fit perfectly. Like we're a specialized team of uh you know AOC or whatever <laughs> all the acronyms AOC <laughs> accelerate on contacts Z in the knees. All that stuff like that. Um, well, again, Richard, I'm I'm six minutes early, but thank you for your service. You're paying thank for your it. service. Again. Yeah. Um, uh, first question: What is your go-to McDonald's order? Uh, my go-to McDonald's order. This is a very easy question for me. Uh, it is a McDouble and McChicken, ten-piece nugget, medium fries, Sprite, no ice. Ooh! Wow. Is this it the second comes- person who has said Sprite, no ice on the podcast? Or at least drink no ice. That's a good question. I, I don't think know. Someone else said like drink no ice. It may have been Jared. You get way more drink. Well, yeah. And you get no ice, and guess what? It comes out of the machine cold. So, yeah, good to go. Coke on the gas. Uh, the total cost of that order eleven eighty six. Eleven eighty six. Perfect. Does that vary based on where you are? Uh, I suppose, but okay. I haven't. You haven't had Compared, a lot of variety. The last three times I've gotten it, it's eleven eighty six at the twenty nine Palms McDonald's location. Okay. So I was gonna uh, ask uh, to kind of bounce off of location and everything. You have talked about how you've been in Quantico, Virginia. You're currently in California. Um, because of your job, what is like the coolest and like best place you've been to? Even though you may have been like going through like hell. Whether it like be boot camp. Well, I've only been in the Marine Corps. I've only been to Quantico, Virginia, and Twenty Nine Palms, California. That's uh, that's I it thought, so far. Was the New Jersey thing? Was that just a different job? You about yeah, that was the job. So I went to New Jersey, Jersey City after college, where I like got a job for a shipping company, and then I was like, this "Oh, is that's dumb. right, that's right, yeah." So then I was like, "That's dumb." Went to work for my dad. Uh, You're like, "That's dumb." Join the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, getting yelled at by your dad every day kind of sucks. I don't know if everybody else realized that. <laughs> so I chose to get yelled at by much scarier people. Especially when your dad has the same name. Yeah. Same, yeah. maybe same facial hair. Is there a lot of like upper uh, up and ups of like the Marine Corps that are like rocking a mustache like your dad? Uh, officers, it's kind of frowned upon. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, you're like, did you have like, you know, uh, I don't know what comes after where you are at Lieutenant. Is it Cur- true that Colonel? can you the, be a Colonel and re rocking a mustache? The further you, you rock go a mustache, up the command chain, the further you go up the command chain, the less frowned upon facial hair is. Um, for like for officers, the vibe that I get from everyone that I've talked to is like, we're allowed to have a mustache. A well policed, can't go past the corner of your lips mustache, you're allowed to. It's just frowned upon for officers. Hmm. But as you're saying, there's like less people that will like, as with any job, the higher up you go, there's less people above you to be like, hey, yeah, the fuck are you? Like, I can I can picture in the Marine Corps where like Dickie is maybe more like was is was Quantico more what you're experiencing Quantico more like strict and hands on since you were like going through like somewhat training. Right. So OCS is very like. Your life is regimented. We wake yeah. up at zero four every morning, get screamed at. Yeah, I can imagine in Quantico, like there's like a bunch of like the higher higher ups, 
and like one of them has a mustache and like the rest of like the higher ups at the same level of him think he's like like oh watch out for that little like wild card just because I've, only, has a I've mustache. only met three or four people in the Marine Corps that aren't like uh senior enlisted that don't ha- that have mustaches. Gotcha. Okay. Well how do you not- feel about shaving your butt? Shaving my butt? Yeah. Terribly. However, a kid in my fire team right now, a lieutenant, another that I'm not going to say his name, his wife is an esthetist. Yeah. And she wanted to practice. And so he was, we were just sitting in the, sitting in our, like our office yesterday, two days ago, maybe. And he was just like, my wife waxed my butthole the other night. <laughs> and I was like typing on my computer, like looking something up for like me moving to San Diego. And I was like, this completely, just, completely what did halted. you just say to me? <laughs> completely halted work. <laughs> completely and i got somebody else i had to like pull somebody else over and i'd be like can you tell him what you just told me because i want somebody else to hear this i don't tell another witness that was like not a life-changing moment for me but it was it was like weird it was a weird weird time but stuff like that happens in the marine corps all the time we're a weird group yeah um just boys being boys speaking of that whole like where the guy says like my wife is he your age Close. So, how many? Yeah, how many people that you currently work with that are your age, our age, have wives, or at least engaged? At least engaged. More than you would think. Mm. Like for being from Georgetown, Mass. I don't know many people. I don't know. It's probably like I probably I I know probably like twenty people, but I know like a lot. I don't know. I know a lot of Marine lieutenants that are my age, but it's like. People are just like, yeah, I'm married. I've had a kid since I was, like, 20. You think Glenn Savory has kids? Is he married? Yeah, that guy's probably married <laughs> and probably has kids. Being that he's on Jeopardy in, what, 2000? I hope he's doing well. Shout out Glenn Savory. Did uh, he win anything? I don't know. I just saw the blooper. <laughs> he probably won something. Like, I don't think they're just going to send, you know, uh, the, an Air Force guy. Oh, maybe they will because he's Air Force and Dickie. Has told us that are they at the oh, now? My next question: Rank in in a your a Marine Corps uh, members' eyes? Rank what are the is it five branches of the military? Yeah, uh, in terms of what, like the best. social standing? Yeah. Oh, uh, Marines at the top. Yes, that's the easiest one. Um, Army, uh, Navy, Navy, then Army. Coast Guard, Air Force. Really? Wow. Coast Guard below is above Air Force. For me, yeah, bro. Have you, yeah, you seen that video? You see that video of the coast the coasties jumping on that uh drug submarine? But uh, that shit's that, insane. But I, I thought that was the Navy. No, that was the Coast Guard, bro. I picture the father uh Carl was in the Coast Guard. And if you've ever seen Carl, he is quite a specimen. Um and I, that's what I picture the Coast Guard as. That's my, my like, 76-year-old grandfather. <laughs> you know who I, also, I think, is in the Coast Guard? Who? Harry called Monkey Tits. <laughs> Excuse <Who>? me? <laughs> Harry uh, Oh. Is he? I thought he was, I I thought he so. was piloting. I think he pilots the Captain's Lady out of Plum Island. He went to Mass Maritime for a little while. Somebody in that, like general vicinity of that person is in the Coast Guard. 
Well, I know um, Owen Elliot are both in the Air Force. And uh, oh, what's his face? Yeah, oh, oh now we know. Now we know why Dickie doesn't like what's the Air face? Force. Frosty is too. That kid that used to play. What's his name? Fuck. Yeah. Flip that out. <laughs> now I know that Dickie doesn't like the why Dickie doesn't like the Air Force because those people are involved. No, because the Air Force they just get I don't know they get so much more money than we do. So much. If you ever look at I think I talked to you guys about this before the budget breakdown I, yeah. of the armed services branches. I think the Army and the Air Force get something like twenty six percent. Marine Corps sitting at a cool 7% of the defense budget. Yeah. That's uh, why, that's I, why I the radios s- I use are from uh, 1995. I will say that the coolest, like, uh, like military branch college that had, like, with a sports team, like, logo, like, the coolest, like, out, like, co- uh, holy shit, I'm a nerd. I was about to say costumes. <laughs> <laughs> uniforms, like, on-field uniforms for football and lacrosse. Um, Army is Army. all-time. All, Army is all-time. Very close is Navy. But Navy's, like, their, like, mascot, it's not even a mascot. It's just, like, an anchor. Uh, Army no, it's a has, ram. Their mascot's a ram. Oh, yeah, that's right. In football, it's a ram. On their lacrosse stuff, they usually don't have the ram. But you, no one can fucking beat the Black Knights, dude. That's their badass. They're horrible at lacrosse. Navy I don't know. I got, ass, but oh, lacrosse. I don't know. I got some. I got some friends from the Naval Academy that might disagree. Shout out Cam Dudek. Um, for football, they're like they. Uh yeah, he played football wide receiver at, at Navy. Yeah, I think Army kicks Navy's ass in football, but lacrosse, Navy kicks Army's ass. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, where's can't where's say that I'm an avid college lacrosse fan. Where's the Naval oh. Academy? What city? Annapolis, Maryland. Yeah, lacrosse central of the world, dude. Dude, right, right down the street from Bro. the Naval, dude. Right down the street from the Naval Academy Bro. is St. Mary's uh, of of Maryland. It's a really, really rich private school, and there are kids coming out of there that like are like some of the best lacrosse players in the world. Dude, I had a buddy. Um, I don't know if he went to St. Mary's. There's some St. It's St. Mary's or St. John's near the uh, Naval Academy. I it's learned St. Mary's. There, does he, is it? It's like Royal Blue. It's like our Georgetown colors. It's I, Royal I don't know the colors because what the story I'm about to tell is a sport, but they don't wear uniforms. This school and the Naval Academy every spring have a croquet tournament. That's very Maryland. That's uh, very like, it's like one of the biggest events of the year for both oh, yeah. schools. Yeah. And neither team wears shoes. My buddy from OCS was on the croquet team for the, like St. Mary's, I think. God. I had a lot of the buddies. The world but... is a weird fucking place, dude. When he, t- it's one of those stories where he told me that I was like, "You're lying to my face right now." <laughs> There's no way that's a true story. And he's like, "Yeah." Like there are people that play polo. Water I'd polo love to play it. polo. Water polo it seems horses. horrifying. Uh, water polo. Quick story about water polo. Uh, you both know Billy Keane. Yes. Yes, William. Good morning. Uh, my best friend from college. I met him during our orientation at Mass Maritime. We were playing water polo. In a pool. Wow. Uh, this kid was legitimately drowning me. This kid that was like <laughs> six, probably six two, like 200-something pounds, legitimately like holding me underwater. And Billy Keane like elbowed this kid in the face and like pulled me out from under the water. And I was like, hello, thank you for saving my life. And he was like, no what a problem, man. That kid's a that's fucking like asshole. A, like, a, like a rom-com meat cute. Yeah. Oh, you saved me. 
That's <laughs> names, how I Name's Billy. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and they're just you guys are just wading in water and probably like your underwear or something, just like um, bathing suits. Longing, looking long and lean to each other's eyes. Just yeah, that's how I met Billy Keenan. I don't know if I ever told you guys that story. I don't think I I don't think I've ever heard that story. That's a that's, good one. That's really cute. Um, <laughs> another story about uh, another question about stories. Again, you don't have to. You, we don't have to talk about this. We can edit this little part out. So for Duncan, I'll... I swear to God, if you bring up editing every single time you say something, <laughs> and... it makes my job harder. And how? How? Because then I it's either every I either edit it out or every time you say something, you talk about editing. You're trading okay. the cycle right now. Well, uh, Duncan, edit this part out if you need to. <laughs> um, can you tell us a story, Richard, of when you went uh, to the Far East, specifically China? Because you came back with some crazy stories. Uh, oh, yeah. I got a lot. Some crazy shit happened. Um, what's my favorite one, I guess? I like the one where you almost died cliff jumping. I like the, the, the New Balance uh, shoes one. Oh, the New Balance shoes one? That's a good one. Um, so in China, they have a bunch of, uh, they call them just like fake shops. It's like the English translation of it. There's literally these malls that are like underground um, and in the streets, I guess, like where they just have counterfeit goods because they don't give a shit about copyright or anything like that. So uh, my buddy from England, Cole Lockley, uh, was with us. He was wearing like a brand new pair of New Balance uh, trainers, as they call them in England. Um, that he had just got like shipped from his house in England. Did he have a jumper on too? A jumper, yeah, he did probably. It was probably, I think it was probably April, so yeah, he's wearing a jumper. Um, so we like walk into this, we walk into this fake market, and um, he wanted to buy a pair of like Yeezys, like fake Yeezys. And at these fake markets, you you uh, like haggle the price. You, you they'll be like, I want three hundred quai for that, and you'd be like, Give me, I'll give you like a hundred, shit like that. Um, but he was able to haggle with this guy and, uh, the store owner was like, if you give me your shoes for the weekend, you can take these easies right now for free. And he was like, for the, what do you mean for the weekend? And the guy was like, you come back on Monday, pick them up. Yeah. And you keep the shoes. He's like, okay. It's like a pawn shop. Like, like yeah, not, yeah. you give the shoes, I'll give you some money and you can come back. Essentially. So he got money. a pair of these like fake easies. Uh, very similar to the ones Ben Elk has. Um, uh, and Blowing up we go back. <laughs> I went back with him Monday, and this guy had like 70 pairs of different quality of those new balances, like reproduced and sitting on his shelves, and like gave him back his ones. That, that was insane. Um, Just like, so like he, he gets your buddy's pair of, of new balance shoes and since for listeners new balance is only made in america so like there's no way like this guy he would have gotten his hands on a pair of new balances besides like ordering them offline and then doing it but he had the guy your buddy come into the store and what you can assume he just went to some factory, factory and was like make these reproduced 70 pairs of only made in America. But they weren't like, they're not like the way they do it too. Is there's like varying qualities. Like you can get a pair of shoes there that are like lengthwise on the left side. It's like a uh, air force one. And on the right side, it's a Yeezy. Yeah. It's their <laughs> it's wacky and insane. 
it's basically like uh, uh, like where a factory just like makes a bunch of like uh, like some sort of small product like a candy and there's always going to yeah. be like a bad batch there is no bad batch in china it's just you get what you get <laughs> um yeah the only other like really crazy story i have from china a really really crazy one was uh, when the kid that like one of the kids that I went over there with that I didn't really know he's from Mashpee Mass. Shut um, up, Mashpee. He got arrested and brought to my door, my like dorm room door at like five thirty in the morning, and uh, he was with the Chinese secret police. Like these dudes wearing like leather jackets, they had like cauliflower ear and like uh, a translator. Uh, his name was Frank. Sure. <laughs> 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 uh, it's a, it's the robot of the trans my name yeah. is frank <laughs> yeah um and this kid was cut up bruised in his underwear and soaking wet and like pinned against the wall by like chinese police and i was like holy shit the fuck's going on um long story short this kid had gone out that night before with a bunch of dudes from djibouti um uh, without That's telling like, telling any of us and had somehow ingested methamphetamines ran out of the bar he was in ran to a chinese like uh condo complex beat up two old chinese security guards and then got arrested and then he was uh later asked to leave the country of the people's republic of china uh yes i remember you telling me that story and it wasn't there another part to it where it was like we could take him to ghost jail or something. Oh, yeah. That's what the translator told us. They're like, you're very lucky. Like, he didn't have, like, metal handcuffs on. And we were like, why? And he's like, because then you did, did go to ghost prison and no more Billy. <laughs> like, like, don't. Not Billy Keen. Different yeah. kid. But, yeah. yeah. It's like, Billy. You, you will never see this kid again. Like, there's, like, that ghost prison exists in China where, like, you do something so heinous. Like, it's not even the- heinous, bro. It's, like, any amount of drugs. They just send you these really. Or if you, like, say something bad about the Chinese government on the internet. Yeah. Or, like, you were like, Mao was kind of a fatty. And they're like, bye. (laughs) I hope that the secret police doesn't come here. Yeah, they take that shit seriously. We are playing with fire. Haven't they tried tried to prosecute people from other countries for talking shit about the Chinese? I I believe that they threatened to do it to Trump. Dude, they... uh, We should do that. The, I mean, the North Koreans, like, threatened to bomb any, I know yeah. it's not China, but they threatened to bomb any um, movie theater that played the interview. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that was case, an awesome. Rank. That was awesome uh, that they said that. And then, what, that was the whole thing. Like, Sony, a, Jap- a Chinese company, like, wouldn't play the movie. Sony's not a Chinese company. I thought it was China. What? Japanese, Sony. I think. Japanese or Korean? Japanese. Sure it's Japanese. Was it, well, Sony dropped like the whole movie, and then they're like, "Fuck it, we'll put it." Yeah, on they Netflix. they put it on like Netflix or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just uh, want to address the fact that I'm watching The Mandalorian on mute with subtitles, and I keep like looking up randomly, and it is baffling what is happening. Where yeah. are they on the ice planet yet? <clears throat> Uh, yes. We'll yeah. we'll have to talk about it when the Dunkalorian comes around. Um, Richard, a uh, couple more questions. Um, do you think that uh, which which way does it go? Is it because you're in the military, you are good at Call of Duty, or because you're good at Call of Duty, you're in the military? 
I would say neither because I am not good at Call of Duty. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Well, then uh, take away good. Do, does performing in Call of Duty translate to your military life or does the military life translate to Call of Duty? Uh, if anything, it's the military life translates to Call of Duty. Just like, just like small things like... Comms. I mean, it's, I mean, comms, talk, being able to communicate, like, that's a big thing that we, like, learn all the time. They under, that under a lot. pressure. Um, even just, like, when you go into, like, stupid, I mean, this is so, so dumb, but, like, when you go into buildings and stuff in Call of Duty, like, instead of just, like, running into a room, like, I've technically been taught how to, like, properly clear room, according to the United States Marine Corps. Mm. So, like, checking corner like they i mean they fucking say it in call of duty like clear your corners do all that kind of bullshit but it's i mean it's call of duty like yeah i mean we're, we yell all, you yell all the time everybody yells all the time like oh that guy's one shot like in real life like you get shot one time that's pretty much game like it's not <laughs> imagine i i always make this joke but like imagine yeah like one shot one shot and it's just like dude we're in fucking vietnam right now <laughs> yeah, I mean, Yo, that guy's take- that guy's cracked. That guy's that guy in the bush is cracked. Yeah, I don't know. It's like some of the shit, uh, the perspective, like when you think about it, like um, in Call of Duty, you get like three plates that you put in, three sappy plates that you put in. Those shits are heavy, bro. Nobody, first of all, you wear two, front and back. You don't wear three. And then you run around, you're running around with that on and then uh, like a light machine gun and an assault rifle. In a satchel with eight more plates. Yeah. yeah. I can't... For those of you that, like, don't carry guns ever or do anything with guns, that shit is heavy. Mm. It's fucking heavy. And, like, I mean, it's a video game, so, like, you're sprinting around, like, jumping off of buildings and shit like that. You do that, you do that shit for an hour, like, in real life, even if you're in, like, really good condition, you're like, I need to sit down for, like, five minutes. <laughs> I'm getting a little lightheaded. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm out of questions for, for Richard. Duncan, I don't know about you. We can uh, transition into music. I have uh, one more question. Yeah, I was just going to ask, uh, what have you been listening to recently, Dickie? Yeah. Music-wise? Yeah. Nothing. Or podcast-wise, either one. Podcast, um, Trolling Stone and Spit and Chicklets. Mm. You've been keeping up with Spit and Chicklets in the off-season? A little bit, not much. Okay. I, I, like, I've been really, really busy the last yeah. month yeah, yeah. or so. Like, um, that's still one that I still laugh thinking about it. That when we went to the field last, and you had to like text Emma. And yeah, be like, I literally, I Dicky did not tell me he was going to the field and just went MIA for a week. And I was like, I assumed you went to the field, but I texted Emma. I was like, Is Dicky okay? Like, is I, did this happen? I think the like the last time you did go to the field it was me and nick playing which was like yeah. nick yeah, it was, was like sunday really, night yeah yeah and you I, I think i was like what's on the docket this week for the military man richard and he's like i'm going to the i'm going to the field so this is the last time you're going to talk to me for like the next like week and i was like okay and then like yeah i think the next time like maybe monday night duncan you were like what the fuck sticky why isn't Dickie? what the fuck is going on i'm like uh, and i would just was like I don't even think I said anything. I think I was like preoccupied nope. with something else. Yeah, I usually just I usually shut my phone off when I go to the field and just like stay focused on what we're doing because like it's usually a lot. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, Duncan, for not telling you. It's okay. You. It's okay. Emma, Emma gets way more upset than you do. Actually, I'd say about this time. This time it was probably even. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So you're not listening. There's no like you have no music in your life, Richard. I, I try to listen to the radio, like literally like a local like rock station. Okay. And then okay. like when I work out, I like put on whatever I have on my DMX. phone. DMX. He listens to exclusively DMX. This is white noise. I listen dude, when I run, I listen to a lot of Trolling Stone. Hey, we appreciate Why? you. Why? I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say the last episode when the Dunkalorian came on, I was working out. Um, cause my, me and Sarah just got like a knockoff Peloton and, uh, yeah, it's not even close to a knockoff. It's like, it's like, uh, we got it out of one of those, like you put quarters in and you twist and it, the, <laughs> the thing came out. Um, and, uh, I was up there for like a half hour and just listening to the Dunkalorian, like laughing. Cause I forgot like what I asked you and like the, the cadences of my, like of both of our voices. And it was funny. Um, but I, in no shape or form, would I ever like be focused while trying to listen to that. No, I could run. I can see running. I might switch to podcasts while running. I well, I do podcasts when I work out, but like I don't know. It's something about like myself. Yeah. I guess, or like it's what weird. we've done. It is weird. For me, like music when you're running is like good, but you have to listen to the same like, Our, uh, like tempo yeah. of music. You listen to like varying tempos of music. Or like you don't have like a really good like uh, playlist, yeah. Like it just fucks up your workout. Where like you're like DM dude. Like when DMX comes on, if I'm listening to music, like if I'm listening to just like I don't know like Ritter Van Fleet, and then all of a sudden DMX comes on, I'm like, oh no, I have to sprint. Like my yeah. life depends on it for the next four minutes. But like Rolling not- Stone, it's very mellow. Like you guys are just talking. I get some laughs in. You're like Fifty Cent comes on. Oh no, I have to stop running and crip walk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so, uh, with, is, speaking of VPMs, um, Sarah and I went up to her, like, uh, aunt and uncle's house up in Ossipee over the weekend, and I knew her, her cousin, who I think I've told, had, like, le- that we have the podcast, so he may listen, or he may know, um, he is, like, really into, like, EDM and, like, DJing music, and he brought out his whole, like, kit and caboodle. Set up. Caboodle, man. His laptop, he's got it's like um the more like new age like turntables where there's no yeah. there's obviously no vinyl on it, but he has like the two rotating like yeah. dials and, and then he's you like, have like all the mixing stuff in the middle. Exactly. Yeah. He is all into it. His whole like setup, it's really like easy to follow. He he uses the same program, but just like a different version of it. It's for DJing he uses and while I bought the one for like making music richard what are you doing right now mute your mic it's definitely muted no it isn't oh it should have been we'll turn the, uh, turn the video sorry, off i was listening to a so i got um oh, okay just in the middle of my story too <laughs> sorry i got ben this is you can cut this out i got ben a um elio's coffee mug and i yes. told him i ordered like a christmas present and he was like what is it pizza and i was like well that was a really good guess and so me and Justin have been waiting for it. Me and Justin McCray have been waiting for it to arrive for the last, like, week. And he's on his way to pick it up right now. He just sent me a video of him, like, driving down the street. Wow. So I had to watch it. Sorry. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, he's, he, his whole setup, he uses the same program that I use. He uses the DJing one while I have, like, the, the like, beat-making, music-making one. So Is it I, Tractor? No. So I figured it out. It's, it's FL Studios, also known as Fruity Loops. Yeah. 
Um, he has a DJing one, and it's like super simple. He has a playlist of like 200 songs that are all the same pitch RPMs. and R and BPM or yeah BPM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he like mixes it and everything. He was like DJing like at like the little get together for like an hour and a half. Like yeah, just like going off, just like just like in his own like little groove. Like and his his buddies were there, and like Sarah's a couple of Sarah's siblings were there, and it was like it was like badass. And now I like want to do that too. Like I almost got very into step. that in college because Jason Jean was really into that, mm-hmm. and so I had Tractor Pro for a while, and I was learning how to do it. Like because you can do it without turntables, just within the program. Yeah, but it's so difficult to like compile a library of songs that all have yeah. stuff and then you can mix songs that aren't the same bpm into it but then you have to change the bpm and then you have to like match the bpm yeah. and then change it back and then there's also like <clears throat> you have to you're supposed to cut the baseline of the other song in 16 bars before Fourth. you cut the full song in and it's yeah. like this whole thing. So he was, he had, like I just never whole, pursued it, but he had this whole playlist where he found songs that were all the same BPM or RPM or whatever BPM basically. Um, and put them all together. And if once he was like, I want to add like this, you know, he had like run the jewel, like yeah. in there, he was listening to, um, uh, MF doom and flipping back and forth between a bunch of different stuff. And he's like, if there was a song I really wanted to have in like the set list, I would, manually speed up the bpms like speed up the song and then add it to the finished playlist and everything his big thing that he was like really pumped about is the he always thought that he needed to make like the pitch or the um tone of the song the same like note so like the you know the key that the song is in is like a and he would just have his entire a playlist he's he like was like i looked into music theory this is something like i like knew about but like Every chord, every like 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 song, you can have like a matching key with it. So A E or A D and E go really well together. And he yeah. was like, I just figured that out that I can have like you know your your first, fourth, and fifth uh, positions mixed together. So he was like, I just and it was like it was it was really cool how he like fi- like showed me everything on the laptop. It seemed really simple, but as I like, I stared deeper and deeper into it. Also, huge time management. Because he was like, he knows exactly when that song is coming to a close or like, you know, the Run the Jewel, like uh, LP verse is coming to an end and he needs to mix in another one. Or like the last few bars that LP would have, he'll just put it on repeat. Yeah. So he yeah, finds yeah. another song to add into and like basically like merge it in and then flip like what song he's being played. And the ba- it was like really impressive to like, actually watch someone who knows what they're doing at like a a DJ like mixing station and like just have a continuous hour and a half like beat going. It was cool. I wish I cared about anything as much as that guy cares about DJing. He cares. (laughs) He's very into what he's into and he cares like a lot about it. And like every time I like we're like get together for her, Sarah's like family get togethering. We always have like the most deepest conversation about like a very niche topic. Yeah, that's crazy. My hobbies include like going to sleep and uh, Call, Call of Duty. About it. Call of Duty. And like mac and cheese. Love mac and cheese. 
Shadow Dennis. Um, so I, with that, I guess we can get into like a tiny bit of the music that is happening. Um, I really don't have much new things besides um, uh, Malama. He's Malama. He's some reggaeton Latin artist. And he did a song with The Weeknd. I think he originally had a song called Hawaii. And then he did a remix with The Weeknd in it. And The Weeknd is speaking Spanish. And it's very smooth and very sexy. Um, it's a good song. I think I'm getting more and more into like reggaeton. Half because of my kids, like my students, and also uh, when I was over at the Medford house last time, that's all Ben was putting on was like a mix of like reggaeton and like old like Tom Petty. I love that. Um, <clears throat> I don't have a super close relationship with reggaeton, but it is such a cultural thing that yeah. like. I've been, uh, there are certain people that have been in my life that I've been close to that have listened to like almost exclusively reggaeton. I'm going to try like, to get into it more. I, like, I got it. I've been getting into some Latin music. Latin music is fucking, oh I God. love it, dude. Awesome. It, it, uh, it just, it goes right into your hips and you're like, I just want to do things with my hips. From what my students have told me, Bad Bunny yes. and Ozuna are like the yeah, number yeah, yeah. one people. I'm trying. There's another one that I'm trying to think of. Uh, Dude, that's all they listen to in Panama. Oh, yeah. reggaeton. It's insanity. I gotta tell you, as a foreigner, being an English speaker, listening to Spanish like reggaeton in a club, you have no idea what's going on. You just gotta go with the beat. Yeah. Um, there is some new music dropping on Friday. Yeah. That will be out by the time that we. Drop this episode. Um, Two Chains is dropping an album, and The Alchemist is dropping a. I did hear that. EP. I saw it on. Uh, what do you call it? Like Action Bronson, like tweeted something or yeah. retweeted something. I, I sent it to you guys on Instagram too. Mm. But uh, The Alchemist thing has a feature from Schoolboy. It has some. I think there's somebody else. So uh, that's pretty cool. I did listen to a little bit of NLE Choppa. Hmm. I've heard of, I've I've listened to him on a feature before. Maybe like I think the baby had him on. Like so, his, his album. so he is from Memphis. Um, so I like checked into him. I didn't think I was gonna like it because I you, I gotta be honest. Like, did you say you checked up on him? Like you knocked on a store and like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I was like, hello, um, hello, sir. Just uh, seeing how you're doing on this fine evening. And then you hand um, him a bunch of paperwork and you're just like, you've been served. um no but i i usually if i see an artist with like anime kind of covers there's usually a certain type of um of of rapping that comes along with that and i usually don't gravitate toward that type of rapping yeah there is a song this was an exception to the rule oh where his i i really enjoyed the couple of songs i heard off of it and then I brought it up to, I have a, a friend of mine who is from Memphis. And I was like, do you know uh, NLE Chapa? And she was like, oh, yeah. And she was like, yeah, um, I've, uh, I've met him a couple times. Uh, he was friends with my cousin. He used to come over all the time. Wow. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> Burying the lead there. Yeah, that was just like, like 
she may not know what you're getting at because you could be like you're from memphis he's from memphis like have you heard him like start up or anything? And she just went right over your head and was just like, yeah, like I know him. like yeah. we're boys. <laughs> she was like, I didn't know he was famous though until like recently. We used to have, like, play- what? we used to have play dates after school all the time. Yeah. So that, I thought that was pretty fucking cool. And then Nav also dropped an album. I listened to approximately 30 seconds of it and said, no, thank you. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. yeah not my, um, not my style. Coming, maybe not this Friday, but very soon, the Arctic Monkeys are dropping their live album that they uh, performed and recorded right before um, quarantine shut everything down. It's at the uh, the King Albert Hall in in the UK, I believe is what it is. The King, it's like the Albert Hall, Royal Albert Hall, maybe. Um, and I, I've seen the set list. This is going to be like a twenty song live album, and it's going to be fucking unbelievable podcast the, knows how much I, I love the arctic monkeys they're like my favorite band um they're one of those th- they're one of the things that i like that like my girlfriend's parents will always be like we remember that you like the arctic monkeys like how are they doing and i'm like oh good they haven't dropped an album since 2018 but they're good um other music things i recently got uh into my george and gill feels okay and i've I've been listening to Steely Dan. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. There are songs. I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but if there's like an old classic rock song that comes on the radio and you're like, oh, who sings this? From my experience, most of the time, it is the Cars. Where you're like, oh, yeah. who sings this song? You're like, oh, it's just the Cars. Yeah. Steely Dan is also that band. Where you're like, yeah. oh, who sings this? And you're like, oh, it's Steely Dan. Okay. It's always it's always it's either Steely Dan or the Cars, and those are all the bands that the songs you don't know, yeah, that are performing them. Um, songs like Kid Charlemagne, um, Ricky, Don't Lose That Number, uh, Do It Again, Reeling in the Years is their big one. Um, but there's like some song. I think it was we were at the Medford House. I was at the Medford House last time. It was late, and they put on Steely Dan, and I was just. Moving, I was shaking my little moving, tush. grooving. I was shaking, I was shaking my little calcified shoulders, vibing, and, jiving. and I wanted to, you know, uh, you know, throw my wife down a set of stairs like George would. <laughs> um, and it's more I listen to Steely Dan and I hear lyrics where I'm like, oh, I know exactly where George and Gil, like the oh hello guys, got like yeah. that reference or like that little snippet of like a line or something. It's it's very like. I feel like I'm learning a whole new universe of Steely Dan. I've been still listening to a lot of Busta Rhymes. He he released the deluxe version of his album, and I've uh, still been going back through the his older stuff. Nice. But, yeah, there's not a whole lot. A Two Chains dropped a single for his album yeah, featuring Mulatto. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty decent. Um, and then there was a song with like uh, Nicki Minaj and uh, Young Thug and yeah, someone yeah, else yeah, yeah. that I just saw. It was the it was all right. Um, yeah. I was like, no, oh, all right. Like what's that is... speed about? Mike will made it. Yeah. Um, Who made it? Mike will made it. It was all right. Um, do I have anything else? Who upholstered oh. that pussy? Yeezy reupholstered that pussy. This was also uh, a question I had. Is Steely Dan good? Or is it just ironic to like them at this point in the game? Is Are they good or is it being ironic if you put them on? Yes, I think so. What do you mean? 
Ironic. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think so. I just saw a half naked man walk by Richards uh, in the yeah. in the background. I was vaguely aroused. Yeah, it's Connor. Hey, Connor. What's up, sexy? Thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> yeah, all. Thank him for his service. Thanks yeah, for your thanks. service, Connor. I also I, I've been I've been slacking, Richard. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your um, service. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you, Duncan, for your service, and Richard, thank you for your real service. Um, Dicky, thank you for your service, and Duncan, thank you for servicing me. Ooh. Um, do we want to get into some segments? Yes. All right. Would we like to go Dunkalorian, or would we would we like to interview Richard a little bit more with um, a reoccurring podcast, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? Uh, I think the Dunkalorian. I want right. the Dunkalorian. Um, insert, <coughs> insert uh, the bum bum, like and then like the ding ding. Or and just then leave the that. Just the music. That. Yeah. Let, so I'm gonna try to recreate. Maybe you can, Duncan. You can get me later to like try to recreate. I need to listen to the Mandalorian theme and then yeah. I'll recreate it. And okay. Perfect. Um. So, Duncan, we are currently. Um, on the verge in two days to see um, season two, episode three, chapter 11. But you need to tell us, the Dunkalorian needs to tell us what happened on chapter 10, season two, episode two of The Mandalorian. Okay, so um, I watched really what, what grabbed my attention as I was watching was I watched Baby Loda, Yoda. Um, Baby Loda. Baby Loda. Um, so they're in this like snow cave planet mm-hmm. and Mando is working on his aircraft, his spaceship, mm-hmm. his flyboy. And um Baby Yoda just kind of like wanders away and like disappears. And then the next time I looked up, he was opening this egg pod thing and then he ate a spider. And he was like, mmm, yum, yum. <laughs> and then um, he, he, was, he, he did a job of the hut. He was like, ah, oh, Misa Sobaba. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be a promo That's clip. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, he eats the spider. And then um, I kind of stopped paying attention. There was a frog in a hot tub. Yes. A frogman in a hot tub. Mm-hmm. And then it seemed like Mando was talking to him. Yep. And then um, all of a sudden, all of the little eggs started hatching. And there were a ton of spiders. Yeah. A lot of spiders. And the whole time, it seemed like they were trying to protect this weird, like, mason jar of red eggs. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, they ran away from the spiders and they blew up the big spider and then um, they killed, they got back to the plane, the aircraft, the spaceship. And then, um, then they set all the spiders on fire and then the frog man had a gun and he protected baby Yoda because there was a spider on baby Yoda's head and baby Yoda was very confused. 10 out of 10 confused. Oh uh, yeah. No, I have, well, obviously we'll talk about it, but that, that moment I got real stressed out. Yeah. Go on. And then, um, and then I kind of checked out for a second and then 
because uh, they were then like in the thing, and then it seemed like maybe it was a rebel pilot had landed there, and then um, that's about what I saw. I am glad you are. Uh, this is called in the educational with scaffolding. I give you some a little bit of information. And then the next time when you learn again, you build upon it. So I told you that the X-Wings are the Rebels last week. Yes. And now you're remembering that and building upon that information. Yeah. I'm, sca- I'm slowly scaffolding you up to become a Star Wars master. Yes. Richard, you are a little bit more well-versed in The Mandalorian. Tell me at least what you thought about this episode. The Passenger also is the title of the, of the episode. To be honest with you, I thought this episode... Donk. Oh, stinky, stinky poo-poo. I thought it was... There were some things that happened that were like uh, like small plot developments for the, the season. Mm-hmm. Um, the bandits trying to take Baby Yoda. Yeah. More people are trying to steal Baby Yoda. More people know Mando has Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, Mando continually like on this search for other Mandalorians to return Baby Yoda to his kind. Uh, that's another like plot development. Baby Yoda turning more into like toddler Yoda, becoming a little more uh, like mischievous, eating the eggs, like doing all these other like goofy things. Um, but other than that, man, this episode was like holy shit! Like nothing happened. Like I got like oh, two weeks in a row, we just fight a big animal, like a big Star Wars. Animal. Yeah, it's it. So I I am didn't a- even fight it this time. It was just kind of like yeah, they're running away from it. I. I- I don't think that this is how Mandalorian is going to go, but to have basically like the monster of the week type of show going yeah. on doesn't excite me. I un- I know I've already seen they've leaked um, what next week's uh, or this coming week, this Friday's um, like the plot of it. Again, it's super, super vague, but it's definitely going to be more than just like a monster of the week thing. This, this might have been like a filler episode. It's It very much felt like... Um, like like with Naruto when I used to watch that in high school where there would be filler episodes where it's just like they have a picnic or it's like a side mission this weird yeah, side or, mission or it's like out of like you're like oh like they're about to like solve like this bigger or resolve this bigger thing in the whole series and then it was like oh no they literally they started the episode without even talking about the bigger picture thing and they're like we got to go we got to go here and get this and then I mean, it back. was cool. It was cool to see like certain uh, parts for like, not for like, people like Duncan, who doesn't know anything about Star Wars, but like to see the rebel pilots, um, the New Republic as they call themselves, yeah, like patrolling the uh, outer realms, yeah, um, and kind of see how that like they're governing, like that's going down. Them calling back to Episode One, like them knowing who the Mandalorian is and how he helps uh, a rebel officer. Yeah, like yeah. that shit was cool, but there was like it was just like small moments like that. I will say, I will say this episode the plot stunk. However, I love the way the show is shot and like the things that happen. Like when uh, they kill a bunch of all the like medium and little spiders, and then they started to take off. I was like, I was bummed. I was like, damn, that's how this ends. Like we just get out of here, and then the big spider was like, suck on my nuts. I was like, holy, I was literally like, holy shit, how are they getting out of this one? They have totally, uh, they have totally gotten 
millions of more dollars to make the show and then they're using it properly for shit like that where it's like holy shit like there's like so much like there were so many spiders which creeped the fuck out of me um and there were so like the big one like not like it wasn't also just like a the spiders like masked by shadows no you saw that whole big spider multiple times he's jumping on like the razor the razor crest duncan here's some i'm gonna start to reveal more to you so the razor crest is mandalorian as mando's ship it's a badass ship um i'll get into towards the end of the episode it's it's a badass ship but right now it is beat to hell and i i i have a theory that i don't believe the we will see the razor crest by the end of the season. Oh, like well, I yeah. think it's probably gonna like sell it or some shit. Yeah. Um anyway, so we start off, Duncan, where parts may maybe you didn't see. We are still on tattooing. Yep. Dickie's talking about um baby Yoda almost being kidnapped when a couple of bandits. So it's still talking about how Mando is still being hunted and this whole idea if he needs to continue always be moving, not only because the rebellion could be after him because he's definitely killed some rebels or that the empire is after him. But there is just like still bounty hunters and there's still like the, at the first season, the key fob thing that is tracking baby. There's still people that have that. And so it's this idea that justifies Mando going to different, like a good whole season plot thing. Mando needs to continue to go to different places because he's always on the run, not just because he's trying to find more Mando. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, uh, I mean, they, this whole season has been like a Western movie. Exactly. Western. He's just like an outlaw traveling. Yeah. That's what town. we were talking about la- last episode, where it was like him walking through like the that new motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. goes. It was very like Kalinish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, I thought that was fistful of dollars when he was like walking through, like in the same back movie. Back. Yeah. Anyways, um, bad episode. Just, yeah, plot-wise and understanding the character of the frog, the only bright spot I saw wasn't even when he... the. It's also the frog. It's a woman, Duncan. Oh. It's a mom, yes. Oh, lady frogs. Yeah. Those are her eggs. Peli, Peli Moto, like the little actress at the beginning that, like, is with, like, the big bug thing in the cantina that then says, here's the frog lady you need to transport her. She says, oh... This is like a woman. You need to get her to her planet so she can, her husband can have the egg. So you can like, oh, it's a, it's a woman. Um, it just, the frog lady. The only cool thing was that she understood and knew how to rig that old droid that was hanging yeah, yeah. in Mando's ship, so that she could finally talk to it. Also, her shooting the gun. I don't think that's cool, but it does make me think like she's hasn't revealed. Like this frog lady knows more than we give credit to her. Like. Uh, Another thing I didn't like, sorry, I just thought of this when we talking about the frog lady, is like, there's just one plot thing where they were like, uh, you can't go at light speed because her eggs will like, yeah, th- go back. Well, I was, was like, that's so that was like, When in the history of Star Wars has light speed ever affected anyone? Yeah, well, that is like, I think that's cool because they're changing the scenario. Like, they use your light speed for fucking everything, and now they physically can't. But know, it but is very just much to make out. the episode happen. Exactly. It's very much a cop-out to make the episode happen. So I'm like, whatever about it. Um, so, yeah. Sh- um, also, I did like how when they're running away from the spiders, she's, like, slowly running and whatever person is in, like, the costume is, like, obviously <laughs> they can't move that much. So they CGI'd her actually jumping <laughs> like a real frog on all fours. It was aw- I was like, that's cool. <laughs> and, like, at the end, then she was running again. 
it, at literally they just made a species in the Star Wars universe that's just a big frog. <laughs> like that's all they did. They, it wasn't like a frog that also has like fur or like a frog with like claws and three eyes. It was just a frog. Yeah. Like it's a frog person. Um, what else did I put? Baby Yoda was very cute as Dickie was touching on. We are getting like a little bit more toddler, no longer infant baby yo. He's like cooing and like on the verge of talking. I could see him having his first words by the end of the season. He's like cooing and shit. Just very cute. Him, what if it's just all Yoda's the, voice? It's just him, like. Well, I have a theory that I don't think it's going to be Yoda's voice because the child doesn't know how to talk yet and only he's been around. Yeah, it's not going to be Yoda's voice because it's not Yoda. Yeah. Um, him eating the eggs was funny. Um, and him constantly doing it. It wasn't like they just put one thing where it's like, don't eat those eggs. He would. He ate maybe like 12 eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda is like a maniac by eating like all these <laughs> eggs. There is also Reddit is pissed. SJW Star Wars Reddit, its own little niche community. Fuck those guys, dude. They are mad that Baby Yoda is eating sentient things now. Like he ate frogs last season and like little whatever. Now he's actually eating eggs that like could be born into big frog people and people are upset. Yeah, those people need to get life. Um, the spiders are a big, big Easter egg. R- Dickie, I don't know if you know it, but um, the spiders, the way they looked, they had like the six or eight legs around them, and then it was like their body was almost like a like a stretchy tube that yeah, like yeah. up. We have seen those in the Star Wars Rebels cartoon. They yeah, were on they were on like a desert planet, but we actually this was the first time seeing them in like live action. And they are originally from um, the first drawings for A New Hope made by Ralph McQuarrie. There's like a little, literally just a painting that Ralph McQuarrie, the art director for Star Wars, made for George Lucas. And it's just Luke holding a gun on Dagobah. And then this huge spider's there. So it's actually like kind of like a old, old callback. They were like, we can't, we don't even have the budget in the original Star Wars to make these giant spiders. But... They made him in Rebels, and now they, we finally get to see like a bigger payoff in, in Mandalorian. Um, they are actually called uh, Skrita. They're not like spiders. They're called like Skrita. Um, they originally were supposed to be shooting Venom, not webs. So like if, if, if like George Lucas got his way, like the Mando could have been like burnt, or the Frog Lady could have been like burned by acid, kind of like this crate dragon from last episode. Yeah, but then they couldn't have put so many of them because it would have been unrealistic for that many spiders to like have all that venom. Um, I also liked how the big spider shot a web at Mando, and Mando just kind of like stepped to the side and was like, "Nice try." He's Man. like, "I um, do, dude." The comic relief moments in this show do make they they get me every time. Like just going back to the very beginning when he he's like i want the the whatever that guy is um the fuck the guy the guy that has baby yoda at the beginning what's pcc you know what i'm talking about you got the hood on you got the hood on has the big has what his baby yoda with a knife to his neck and he like trades baby yoda for the jetpack oh yeah oh the little guy yeah yeah the, I, I don't know what that species is but there are people that are speculating that that is a jawa without the hood on that's what i thought yeah yeah, uh, Jawa is what I was looking for, and he like gives him the jetpack, and then oh, he's yeah, running was... away, and the jetpack shoots up in the air. I was I was laughing so I was, hard. 
I was so I saw that and I'm like, oh shit! Like I wonder how Mando's gonna get out of this. And then he's like, you want the you want the the jetpack? And he lays it down. The guy takes it and everything. And I'm like, wow! I'm like, they're really just gonna give away the jetpack? And I'm like, he'll get it. So, he'll get it like next episode or something. Or like yeah. the next time he comes to Tatooine, he'll find it. Nope, he just shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> He just kills a guy and then it just slowly like comes back down and he like picks it up puts it on it was that was really funny um a lot of the, some of the baby yoda moments too like of him like 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 just like looking or when he does kill that guy and shoots him up the air like yoda baby yoda looks back up at mando and just goes like what the fuck <laughs> it's just like a little look that baby yoda has was awesome um, I did think it was. I don't. I don't think it was comic relief for you. But when Baby Yoda had the spider on his head, I was. I thought that was funny as fuck. Oh no! I got so stressed out. I'm like, oh shit! Don't bite Baby Yoda. Uh, for me, I, I was like, I get hopeful every time I see Baby Yoda. I just want to use the Force again. Yeah. Um, so I was hoping that he was going to do some like Yoda ninja tricks on him. Uh, like Force push him off his head and then like pull him apart or some shit. The Force, yeah. but. Not to be, not to be, not to be, not yet, not yet. Um, Jackson's currently on mute, but um, <laughs> this is great. This happens once an episode without fail. Nope, definitely not. Arms are down. Hello, try talking. Talk. Hello. 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 Yes. Hello. Hi, guys. Well, <laughs> welcome to my TED Talk. Um, no, yeah, baby. There was like a lot of like the cooing and the funny Baby Yoda parts I really enjoyed. Um, what else was I gonna say? Oh yeah, the spider thing on his head that stressed me the fuck out. Um, and then like where the frog lady like shot the the. I'm like, mm, maybe the frog lady. You know, maybe she's like a covert operative. Uh, she knows how to shoot and rig up a. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good theory, actually. Yeah. Um, my last few notes were Razor Crest is obviously totaled. Uh, and we already talked about that. I think he's going to sell it off and like just for parts and have to continue off. He is headed towards a. The scenes from the trailer where they're like on like a watery planet. That's where they're yeah. going. Cause you can see the frog people in it. And that is also where you see like a hooded figure in the trailer. So I really think we're very close to meeting uh, a character that I won't spoil for Duncan, but that is supposed to be from. Know, it Rebels. Yeah. It's supposed to be from the rebels and it's supposed to be huge, like that they're connecting and like having like a live version of this. Uh, my final Luke, thing. Dun- Luke no, Skywalker. No. There are speculations that Luke will be seen, but I don't think so. Um, I don't think we would have seen him on Tatooine, wouldn't we? Yeah. Uh, well, we may no. not. We may not no, be finished. He didn't go to Tatooine. Yeah. Okay, we I may not you. be finished with Tatooine. Um, well, also, this is after Episode Six, and like, right, right, right. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, my final thing, Duncan. Do you know who the X-wing pilots were that were at like the beginning and the very end of the episode? Dicky, do you know who the X-wing pilots were? I think I know their names. I forget that. So are they- I don't. They are. They say that they are part of uh, Blue Squadron, which is right. from Re- Return of the Jedi. Um, there's only one Blue Squadron, and they are all X-wing pilots. And they're like, basically, they're a um, uh, like in, they are inspired by the Blue Angels. That's why they call Blue Squadron. They usually paint all their, and they're only X-wings because there's other starfighters that are like bombers or little fight. Oh, like Y-wings, yeah, yeah. Y-wings and shit, A-wings or B-wings. 
the X-Wings, they're like your generic type. So they're you're like your generic like Air Force like fighter pilot. They're quick. They can shoot people down. They're called like the Blue Squadron after the Blue Angels. The two pilots, one is a Korean guy. He's one of the directors for an episode we haven't seen yet. And the other guy is none other than Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni is the basically <laughs> co- the co-creator of the Mandalorian. You brought him up last week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> co-creator of Mandalorian with John Favreau. He made the Clone Wars and Rebels, and he's basically, like I said last week, like the second coming of Dave of George Lucas. Um, so <laughs> we also saw Dave Filoni a couple times last season. Um, we see him again this season, and we learn his character's name. It's the same character we saw in season one. His name is Trapper Wolf. Mm-hmm. Also, sick name. Yeah. He has a wolf logo on his helmet. It's really hard to see in the shots, but like he, Dave Filoni showed off his helmet. It's the same logo as um, Captain Wolf from the Clone Wars. So we can assume that Captain Wolf had a kid and it's Dave Filoni's character. Fucking cool as shit, bro. So they're all connecting it together. Um, trying to think. We, this, like I said, this episode of Sneaky Poo Poo um, in my eyes, but next week's episode is supposed to be, like, it. Like, we're going to see some shit. I don't know. It's an overall good show. I like this. This didn't, like, kill it for me or anything like that. Again, like, I, well, it was really hard. It's really hard to follow, like, how great season one was. There wasn't a, a single episode in season one where I was like, all right, like, whatever. Like, I loved them all. Duncan, what episode did you say that you watched? I accidentally watched the episode where... Uh, they find Baby Yoda. So they are that. So they find him at the very end, or they already have him. They find him at the very end. It's him yeah. and a robot get in a shootout. I think it's yeah. season one, episode one. Yeah, that's season one. Yeah, that's IG eleven. Um, you learn, you meet IG eleven, who I hope comes back, but I don't think he will. But IG eleven is actually voiced by Taika Waititi. <laughs> that's so cool, dude. Taika Waititi's the guy yeah, that is. Korg. What? Korg. Oh, that's Korg? Yeah. Oh. He's like the like he's like the Australian like director who's also he's directing like the the new Thor movie. Okay. And he did and he did Thor um Ragnarok. Oh fuck yeah. yeah. And Jojo Rabbit. And Jojo Rabbit. He was Hitler in Jojo Rabbit. Um I don't think Taika oh, was coming back for this season because I think he's making Thor Love and Thunder. But um yeah. Uh be tuned stay tuned in for more dunkalorian because it's only going to get better and better from here um do we want to wrap up with some good the bad and the ugly yeah 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 okay do you have i can ask these and we'll ask them to dickie you made your good the bad and the ugly with bridget last time so i'll do it i'll ask dickie these ones i might just ask dickie some of the same questions okay so richard my so do you know the rules of the game no so I will tell you something. I will ask you, what do you think about this? And you either tell me good, good bad, bad, or ugly. Or ugly. I think I did these when I was drunk because some of these don't make any sense. Good, because I'm hungover. So perfect. All right. So good, the bad, and the ugly. Richard, anxiety. Uh, ugly. Ugly. Uh, depression. Bad. Hitler. Also bad. <laughs> um the, the Atari 2700 
Ugly. Ugly. Tuxedos. Good. Um, the uh, a rug right in front of your sink. Bad. Okay. Except in the bathroom. Because your feet, you usually go in the bathroom barefoot in the morning. Yeah. Full tile, um, bro. I have Full. one in front of my sink. I always Full wear tile. socks. But in the kitchen, always, you always wear socks. Like you get up in the morning to go pee and you put on socks. No, I already have socks on because they don't take them off when I go to bed. You. <laughs> socks stay on. Yo, yo, socks, socks stay on. <laughs> you are in the minority on this socks, podcast. Socks stay on all night. Even when, like, I'm in bed, but I'm not, like, asleep, if you know what I mean. Socks stay on. I'm never, I just want you to know, I'm, like, a never nude. I'm a never nude. I never not have socks on. You go to sleep. That's just a rule. Socks, socks during, you know, happy fun time in the bed. Socks in the morning. Socks uh, in the pool. I got it all, baby. Um, That's all I got for a good person. How do you feel about? How do you feel about feet, Dickie? Um, Speaking of socks. My feet or anybody's feet? Because my feet are ugly. Whose feet? Anybody's feet. Um, bad, generally. Yeah. Okay. Um, little update for you. Yes. Hold on, little update for you. I think I've sent you a Snapchat before. I still do not have a toenail on my oh. right oh, foot. No, I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> oh. It's been missing since April of 2020. Oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, shut the, f- go on, keep moving. I hate that shit. Go on, go on, go on. Dentists. Uh, good. Oral hygiene. Oh. Driving. Good. Pretending to be a horse. Bad. I forgot you asked this one. <laughs> and last but not least, Japan. Um, ugly. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, do you? Uh, I had something in my brain. Oh, so uh, have you guys seen that TikTok where it's like you've heard of like uh, you know barbecue dads and you know Karen moms, but have you heard of Disney adults? Have you seen those TikToks? And it's like basically making fun of like adults who are like a big fan. I know, of I know Disney adults, but yeah, not a lot of that TikTok. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Um, so Disney adults are very much a thing. I've seen another TikTok where they take it a step further and they say, but do you know about floor people? <laughs> and right now, Dickie is exemplifying floor people. Oh, I'm like, oh, you're talking about like, like sitting on the floor and laying on yeah. the floor. They That's do me. everything. They do everything on the floor. Like okay. there are people, they are adults who like wake up in the morning, like who are getting dressed and they have to get on the floor to put on their socks and shoes. Okay. No, I don't do that. But like, if I'm, like, my back hurts right now just from being in the Marine Corps and, like, doing things. Like, I'll lay on the floor. I don't lay in bed. I lay on the well, floor. Well, I feel good, I lay on the floor. Say you have, like, some, like, uh, I don't even know what, like, I don't know if you do papers anymore, but some sort of work on a computer. Yeah. Would you go onto the floor to do it? I have in the past. No, you're a floor person. I hate you. No, I'm with it. I lay on the. I have a concrete floor in my apartment. I just lay on it sometimes. It, there's a difference between mm-hmm. laying down to like stretch out your back. Obviously, I do that too. I was just doing it today. But there are people out there that like they're like the TV's on and they they sit on the floor instead of on a couch. They. Why? Yeah. What's wrong with you? 
You spent um, all that money on a furniture, I, and now you're not going to use it? Uh, well, first of all, I didn't spend any money on this furniture. <sighs> uh, but, like, I think it's, like, a recent thing for me. Uh, well, no, it started in college because in Mass Maritime, we weren't allowed to have furniture. And so we got up, me and Billy and uh, our, other, our other friend, Brennan Kelly, got a blow-up couch. But before that, we were, like, I was sitting on the floor or in, like, a chair. Okay. And then, like, now in the Marine Corps, like, if I don't bring, like, a camp stool or something to the field, like, I'm probably sitting on the ground, like, on a laptop. Bad. I can't. I can't. Um, well, I'm out of stuff. Other other than um, we can send our condolences and um, talk about um, some fallen heroes on this Veterans Day that we've lost very recently. Yeah. Do we save that? No. Let's do it. Okay. Do we want to see if my dad will pick up the phone? Yeah. Um, while you try to call him, uh, Richard and I are very big Jeopardy fans, and the loss of Alex Trebek is immeasurable. Um, when I still lived at home, 7.30 was a sacred time, because that's when Jeopardy came on, and I would, like, my dad and I and my brother would never miss it. Like, I watched it with my mom and dad almost every night. Yeah. Yeah. Like, every night. Uh, I was on a heater last night, because I think they're still putting out episodes that he has previously recorded before his passing. I I assume so. I was on a heater last night. I got, like, like, in double jeopardy, I think I got how many how many squares are there? There's what six categories, five for each. So that's thirty questions. I may have gotten like twenty two questions right. Who did there? First of all, there's nothing makes you feel smarter than getting questions right on jeopardy. Oh yeah, nothing was, makes you feel smarter, especially when the contestants don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. You feel like a goddamn genius. It doesn't yeah, even no. matter. The category could be sports, and it's like what team plays from uh, what basketball team is located in Boston, and the nerds don't know the answer, and you're like the Celtics, and you're like I'm smarter than the smartest people in the world. Yeah, my dad says like the some of the greatest feelings in the world are like he's like when my shoulder got popped into place after I dislocated it when I was young, that felt great, and getting the Jeopardy question right when you know like the the two week champ doesn't get it right. Um, it's like the best feeling in the world. Who I'm trying to remember. There's some guy, I think he I think he owns like a sports team now. I can't remember his name. I'll have to look it up after. But he was like, that's how I figured out that I was smart because uh in high school I was getting like B's and C's and I thought I was dumb, but it turns out I was just lazy. But I would go home and get like all the Jeopardy questions right. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was like, I, I was sitting here with Sarah and it wasn't like I was pulling answers out of my ass. I was truly, truly like, I understand how the game works and I can see through word association and like, even just like the small little bits of hints at the beginning of the question, I already know what the answer is going to be. And I would just sit there and like have a very stoic look on my face and answer it. And Sarah's sitting right next to me. She goes, you just feel like you're the smartest, smartest fucking person in the world, even though you're not. Uh, he, Alex Trebek, like for me for a long time before I like grew up and knew anything about anything, he was the smartest person in the world. Oh yeah, I, I was like, this guy, he must be so smart because he, he knows. All I, the I always, I always thought, I'm like, he must be the most worldly person ever. And my only like justification for it was whenever like a French word would come on, he would he, use, he would he's say Canadian. it. In a, but yeah, he Canadian. would say it in a in a French accent. Um, and it was like, this is the smartest motherfucker in the world because he's using a French accent to say these words. I honestly don't know 
who they're going to get to replace him. I think they, they're going to get they, Ken Jennings. Yeah. Fine, but like it won't be the same, dude. This Did guy you was the video so of funny. the uh, Trebek. Um, it was he was he had to do like promos for something. Yeah, and he was just like he ended it by just being like fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was for it was for Jeopardy phone, which back in like the eighties and nineties, you could like call a number and like answer Jeopardy questions, and like maybe win money. And it was like a like a a reel, like they were just trying to make a commercial, and it was like his outtakes. And he was like, "Fuck it," he's like, "No one's gonna do this anyway." He was like the most snarky person we're currently ever. Calling my dad. Oh. I don't he, know if it's gonna. He was the most one, snarkiest yeah. person ever. When, um, um, what's up? Hi, Dad. Hello. Hello, you Duncan. You're on the podcast. No, I can. Welcome I to am, the podcast. Huh? You, Hi, can Mr. Hear, you can Mr. Huff. I'm Dickie and Jackson. I'm giggly. <laughs> What's that? Dickie and Jackson are on as well. I think you can hear them. Dickie and Jackson. Wow, I'm an, I'm an august company. Yes, you are. I hadn't Hello, expected this. Now I wish I'd had a nap. Dickie, are you AWOLed yet? No, 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 no. no. What the fuck I'm is going on? I'm living in beautiful 29 Palms, California. Oh, yeah, plug in, because I, I don't... Uh, um, uh, we're back. All right. Um, we were calling you to see if you had any really good Tommy Heinsohn stories. Uh, let's see. I, uh, you know, I'm never sure what are really good stories because uh, uh, I, people's eyes glaze over shortly after I begin speaking most of the time. I mean, <laughs> even at toll booths, you know, you know, I mean, poor supermarket cashiers and stuff. I mean, the, the stuff they have to endure, you know, they it's, have to stay awake through this stuff. It's okay. Oh, Duncan's shit. eyes are already glazed, but that's for another reason. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So things are proceeding apace. This is good. <laughs> yeah. um, Tommy Heinsohn. All right. Let's see. Uh, Tom Heinsohn used to come to Joe Tetchy's when I was the bar manager there. And so a lot of those guys, because of Tetchy's was on, uh, was right around the corner from Causeway street. And, uh, so they'd stumble over there. So like Johnny Most and and uh, and Heinsohn were were frequent uh, flyers there. Tommy Heinsohn, uh, I'm not saying this was the case, and I'm not saying that he was ever impaired during a co- a commercial broadcast, but somehow he always looked rat faced drunk when he showed up, and <laughs> the game hadn't been over all that much. So he may or may not have been an absolute commando at sprint printing. I don't know. You know? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell you. But, but okay, so the anecdote concerning him that I would go with uh, stems back to when Miller Lite, and you, you guys are way, you, this is a long time before you were born. Miller Lite kind of sprung this extensive series of kind of in-group affiliated commercials where they would get a bunch of disparate like luminaries, particularly sports luminaries in a shot. And then some like nonsense would ensue. And if you knew what was going on, like you'd, you'd get the joke. And so one such had, I think Manny Pacquiao, um, uh, the legendary umpire, Ron 
His name will come to me in Culpa? a second. And, uh, no, no. Um, I'll get back to that. Heinz and, and a couple of other guys, right? And uh, I want to say it wasn't Manny Pacquiao. It was Alexis and uh, Argello. And, and um, so uh, in the process of this, uh, and, and I was impl- I'm trying to remember the, the ump's name, because what they had was thick Coke bottle glasses on the ump. Right. I mean, I, I mean, just all opacity in front of this man. And during the every time they were trying to deliver the key points about Miller Light being the best thing since since uh, sex. Right. Uh, uh, the, the ump would lean forward and kind of like bare his teeth a little and try to scrunch his face up. And he'd look at Tommy Hines and he'd go, hey, you're Boog Powell, aren't you? <laughs> Which, which was really maybe the greatest commercial I've ever seen up to that point. And we were huge fans of this commercial, and it became a catchphrase in this place that I was working before I was at Techies called In For All Seasons and Situate, which was the, the, the polar opposite. This was like a Victorian fine dining place, you know, and, 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 uh, and it was kind of a legendary place of its own accord. And so... Heinzel was a remarkably garrulous and um, uh, and gracious drunk, you know? I mean, he was a good-natured son of a bitch drunk. He was huge by this time. This guy was, you know, he, he, he hadn't missed a meal in a long time. You know, he'd been out of the, 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 the athlete business for a while, and he was just, you know, he was large, you know? So... so and for some reason, he generally seemed to be sitting near where, like, the workstation was, so you could kind of, like, establish a little rapport with the guy. So once when I thought we had it going on to this extent, I said, look, my buddy, Joe Morgan, is a, is a John Morgan is, a, is like, a, a, a legendary waiter in a very, very well-known place in the South Shore, and, and I would very much like to get your, your autograph for him, you know, on a cocktail napkin. And, 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 but I'm wondering if you do something special and just like, like sign Boog Powell. (laughs) (laughs) He looked at me for what had to have been like a long time for him as drunk as he was. Certainly was a long time for me because I was busy behind the bar. And then he said, fuck it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And he actually did it, you know, like, and, and then he looked. And he, he never stopped looking perplexed. Uh, <laughs> and he kind of like pushed the thing back at me. He said, okay. And I said, yeah, great. And I'm pretty sure Johnny Most was sitting there shaking his head. You know? Oh, my God. That's my Tommy Heinsohn story. Hey. Other than the fact that, oh, the other, the, the, the coda or the denouement is that, that I think I've said this to probably Duncan and, and one of our friends were in the room every time I saw him on the screen. You know, in recent history, okay, it, it can, in contemporary circumstances, it's astonishing how good he looks compared to how awful he looked then. He really did just, just kind of look like a big sack of undifferentiated protoplasm, you know, you know, with <laughs> eyes, you know, <laughs> in a bar cap. <laughs> which, which was the same as like vital signs to a bartender. Well, he's got a tab open, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't dead yet, man. 
or he better not be. Not <laughs> though he met than a payment. Okay, so oh, that's God. my story, and I'm sticking to it. That well, way, you know? hey, I appreciate uh, you coming on the podcast. This is your debut. Uh, I'm sure you will, <laughs> you will see the airwaves again later, but um, I'll talk oh. to you later, all right? Thank you so all much. All right. Thank you. Uh, uh, listen, fun. listen, Dickie, Dickie, don't, please don't go away, Walt. I was just teasing. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, we need sane people in the military right now because he's fired everybody and, complete, uh, and, re- and replaced them with nitwits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an interesting 48 hours in your line of work. Okay, I love you all. <laughs> love you. Hey, I your folks up. for me. Thank you for Bye-bye. your service. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Service <laughs> my favorite. No people. <laughs> all right, I'll talk to you later, <laughs> buddy. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Wow. What a uh, time. He, what, did you prep him at yeah. all? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I, 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 said, because I said he, to expect a call late afternoon about Tommy Hankson. He came in like... Kunkel shot out of a cannon and he did not miss a single fucking beat. That was like, he, he should be on the podcast all the fucking, that was. Perfect. Yeah. We got, we got to call him more often. Oh my God. That was so f- The protoplasm <laughs> with eyes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh um, God. What a legend. Let's fucking end on a high note. Let's get, yeah. let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Let's go play some call of duty. Yeah. Sure. All right, uh, folks, this has been a great fucking episode. Great fucking um, episode. Ending on a high note, uh, thank you for listening to the Trolling Stone podcast. Richard, one more time, thank you for your service. Duncan, thank you for servicing me. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. All right, boys, this has been Jackson. Keep it sleazy. Yeah, we're gonna actually go put words on it. Only facts, I will shoot up. Baby duck if it quacks with a Ruga. Top billing, come cops and billing his shots. His box shipped out and bought, and y'all feeling it. LP killing it. Killer my killing shit. What more can I say? We top billing it. Valiant without villain it. Viciously found victory. Burnt towns and villages. Burning, looting, and pillaging. Murderers try to hurt us. We curse them and all their children. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to tuck away. I don't work for free. I am barely giving a fuck away. So tell begging Johnny and mommy to 